In the name of the true and living God, amen. Please be seated. It was a cold, dark, and icy night a few evenings ago, and I discovered that my car had a dead battery. And so fortunately, we have AAA and called them, and somebody from them was able to come, and uh, as soon as he arrived, he started assessing the situation, and because my car is an old Prius, and uh, Priuses are kind of weird, the battery is way in the back in the hatch uh, underneath it. And so the problem was, though, we both couldn't get the hatch opened. It may have been that the snow and ice had sort of sealed the hinges, or it may just been, have been because the uh, electric system, which had the mechanism for opening the door, just wasn't working well with the dead battery. But the AAA guy was totally unfazed. I had the feeling he'd probably seen everything. Before I knew it, he was in the car, making his way from the back seat into the back hatch, climbing through. He pushed the, the seats down and pulled the screen over the top off, and I was standing outside the door, and he kept handing me things like the panel that goes over the bottom, and then the big tub that goes over the spare tire and the battery. And I was taking these big items and placing them on the snow. And it was quite a scene to see this snow-encrusted car with this guy crawling around inside, his feet sticking out of the rear door, and light flashing all around inside because he was wearing a headlamp right on his head. So fortunately, he was able to assess the battery. It was, didn't need to be re replaced and just needed to jump. And he jumped the car and I was able to get it running. And then we started putting everything back together. We found all the pieces and, and put them back in. And then pretty soon we were standing and talking and the headlamp that he was still wearing spontaneously just came apart. Little pieces had fallen down on the snow. And this was the first moment where I saw a look of worry in his eyes. In fact, it actually looked like panic. But we found all the pieces. He was able to quickly screw everything back. He put it back on. The light was working, and all was well. But he said he would be lost without that tool. And I could see how true that was for him. Without the light to see on a dark night like that, and when he still had a lot of calls waiting ahead of him, he would have been essentially powerless to do what he needed to do to help people in the dark. Having light makes all the difference. And today, now, we are honoring the beginning of the season of Epiphany, a season that is about light and what it reveals and what light makes possible. And we kick off the season each year by remembering the Magi. And they may have been royalty or kings, but more likely they're best described as wise men or astrologers or magic people, which is what Magi essentially means. And they are most definitely Gentiles, and they have come from afar which shows that God's light is for everybody, everywhere. And being astrologers, they know how to see light in the darkness. 
And apparently they also know how to follow that light too. The depiction in Matthew's gospel makes it very clear that there was real darkness in the world during their time. King Herod, based on historians' accounts, probably had a mental illness. He was driven by profound ego and jealousy. And any other power that existed, he saw as rivalry, and he crushed it. And we know he would have killed Jesus rather than share power with him. And this was a very dark time. And the Magi, they prove that not only are they wise, but they're brave. They meet with Herod, they have a conversation with this famously dangerous man before they go and seek the baby. We know that he wants to find the baby so that he can destroy it, this rival king. I, I bet that the Magi were suspecting the same. And so the Magi, they do set off and they follow the star in the night with danger all around, but with the light beckoning them forward, empowering them to make their journey. And when they do find the baby, the text says they are filled with joy. So the actual day of Epiphany each year is January 6th. And if you do the math, it is always after the 12 days of Christmas. So it's always on the 6th. This year, it was on Thursday. <clears throat> now, my former church in California had a lot of land around it. And for years and years, way before my time there, they had a tradition of an Epiphany party. And at the Epiphany party, what happened is everybody brought their Christmas trees and they threw them on a big bonfire. And this is something that the parish really loved doing until the fire department found out about it. And it was uh, put to an end years ago. <clears throat> but this date, January the 6th, has sadly become an infamous date also here in our country after the events that happened in this city one year ago. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry came to DC on the day of Epiphany this year on Thursday, and he preached a sermon at the Church of the Epiphany, which is just a few blocks away from here. And in it, he said, Epiphany is about light, and the light of God is love. We recall the words of the prophet Isaiah, <clears throat> arise, shine, for your light has come. And we reclaim Epiphany as Christians by choosing the light. It is the love of God coming into the world to empower the creation of beloved community. And there is a struggle between the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness that seeks to overcome it. But he said, remember, no matter what, the darkness cannot and will not overcome it. The capital was breached. The temple of democracy was desecrated. And in the midst of the crowds, there were symbols of Christianity. But the way of Jesus is not about hatred or bigotry, not about putting anybody down, but about raising everybody up. 
He said, we need to reclaim a Christianity that is not about power or empire or status, but about what Jesus taught. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are you who are merciful. Blessed are you who seek God's justice in this world. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Overcome evil with good. And he said what is one of his favorite lines and something worth remembering and repeating. He said, if it doesn't look like love, it's not about God. We who are Christians must reclaim the God of Christ and the light. And when we reclaim the light, that's when, maybe, this country can finally become a shining city on a hill. So I have noticed every year how this really wonderful season of Epiphany gets overshadowed by the season of Christmas. But Christmas is the arrival of Jesus and the light coming into the world. But Epiphany is important because Epiphany is the discovery of that light, the beholding of that light. And as good as it is that Jesus was born into the world, his arrival isn't completed until we learn to actually see him and his light and to follow and to enter into the light he brings. It transforms everything and gives us power to do what we are put here to do, including the power to stand up to and to dispel the darkness at any time. There is anxiety now about the state of the world and about the state of our country. We are seeing perhaps more than at any other time in our country's history what a fragile thing democracy can be when people are willing to lie and to disenfranchise others to hold power. But our role is to be like the wise men, to be people grounded in and empowered by the light of God. Even when sometimes to discover that light, we have to travel through dark places. So like the wise men, be brave. Like the wise men, seek what is true. And do not be intimidated by unchecked, ruthless, world, worldly power. Always seek the light of God, the light of love which has the power to dispel any darkness that the world can offer. Only with light will truth be revealed. And as promised, the truth will set us free. Amen.